The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. All right, guys, I have some uh, bad news here. Oh, no, that's what? is that today? What? Today's the final day. No, bro, it's not today. Today's, uh, today's the last day of the bundle, the bundle sale. Oh, bro, it's 300. This has been, this is one year, bro. It's done. After today, if you don't get it now, you'll never get this again. Oh, we promised a year, right? It's been a year. My dog died. What? <laughs> I don't know. I just had to say something sad because of the music in the background. But but I am sad that the, the bundle is ending. It's uh includes the MAPS anabolic program. Yeah, I know. Uh, the No BS six-pack formula. Oh, God, that was so good. The Nutrition Survival Guide. <laughs> Probably my favorite. The Intermittent Fasting Survival Guide. Also excellent when traveling. Access to the Forum for Life. <laughs> right there was everything. <laughs> <laughs> mindpumpradio.com click on the yellow button or Justin's not going to stop singing <laughs> if you want to pump your body and expand your mind there's only one place to go Mind Pump, Mind Pump with your hosts Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer and Justin Andrews I want to give a shout out to uh, an awesome uh, clothing company Based out of San Jose, blown gear. They just sent us a bunch of yeah, a bunch of uh, you are blown apparel. out right now. And dude, look at me, bro. Yeah. I'm wearing blown, it right now. Blown to the gills. And let's be honest. Let's be let's be truthful now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just when you thought I couldn't get more handsome, what happened uh, today? Listen, you 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 got some some tidy little you know awesome. You like that, going especially when I sit there. spread yeah, eagle man. like this, Adam. Adam, it's very, sec- very I, sexy. I, Adam, I, you're very picky. You're a very pick, picky person. You're you're always the one to tell me I look shitty, but today, well, I have to say this, bro. And my first my first uh, thought is something's going on with Sal. I don't know what. <laughs> I haven't figured it out. <laughs> something's going on. Yeah, because we haven't seen each other for like a week or so now, yeah. and I am just now seeing him. And he came in looking all swagged out. He's all. Mm-hmm. He's got the his he's, muscles are all. Oh showing. yeah, that's right. He's like, got, de- defined. Yeah, glutes are there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He's got the fit. He's got the fitted like, tapered sweat, he's joggers clothes. on right now. Yeah, he's wearing. He's clothes. got freaking. Yeah. He's got the black sneakers the, that match with black low cut yeah. socks. Mm-hmm. Very defined. Mm-hmm. And he's got the three quarter sleeve baseball shirt. I think he took a page out of your playbook. I think you do look like a little like you it, look like a little like me. Just a little. It bit. wasn't on purpose. Almost looked like we called each other today because I got my joggers on with my. Low black cut socks. There uh, was. I'm I'm within a couple points of you on the sex meter, which is usually you, it's, that's like that's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty close. Points. I no, they they sent like us a, it on a scale of one to ten, like uh, six maybe. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. I got we got sent a bunch of stuff, maybe and so I'm like, and oh, this is cool. And a lot of it was a large size, which is you know too too small for you. Um, and uh, Justin's big butt. So I yeah. I took it, put it on. And um, I'm gonna say I, I'm I'm not just kissing anybody's ass. Look, we don't work for anybody or anything. But I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. These sweats are comfortable as shit. They're well, comfortable. Looks well, like it. Well, truth be told, this is the reason. The only reason why we have this relationship is we actually. This is where we get uh, our shirts from, right? They they have the they have the same company as they use for the material. Yeah, yeah. That's why if it's uh, very very comfortable. That's why we went with it because we and like, cozy. Yeah, you know what I mean. 
I, love, I feel I, I love um, their gear. I feel slinky in it. Slinky. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to like I want to like uh, gyrate inside of them. You know what I'm Ooh. saying? Whoa. I went, I went wow. too far again. Yeah, you did. Too I went far, too far again. Too far. Um, You're wearing sweats, dude. Remember, I got to change. You can the, see your slinky. I got to. Oh. Yes. I got to change the subject I because I need right to now. say this. I did not. I've been meaning to say this, and I have not said this, and it just popped in my head. I need to fucking say this. Uh, there's a lot, especially in this industry. There's a lot of people with uh, big, massive egos. People who are, um, you know, they look a certain way, they act a certain way, but they're just they're 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 douchebags for reals on the inside. Mm. Um, a lot of these people look really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Adam. You know, if you look at him, very fit, good-looking guy, tall. Um, but uh, he did something. He initiated something over the holiday season that was, uh, for me, incredibly humbling to, to watch. And he wasn't going to fucking mention shit. That's why I'm bringing it up right now, because he wasn't going to say anything. Yeah, I didn't know you were going here. As much shit as he talks on the show, the reality is the guy's, uh, I mean, you got a big heart, dude. Yeah, big heart. He's a so big, I, big teddy bear. Don't get me all emotional over here. He's dude. a big old don't teddy bear. Don't get me all emotional. Yeah, he's got a, he's a, he's got a big heart. Um, and I want to hear about <clears throat> how this went because I wasn't able to make it. I was out of town. Yeah. Um, so I wasn't able to make it, but um, we, uh, through Adam's initiation, adopted a family for Christmas. And um, this is when you take a family who is, you know... Um, you know, for whatever reason, they're falling on hard times. They can't uh, afford to get certain things for the holiday season. And so you adopt them and they give you a list and then you can pick what you want at that list to get them. And a lot of the stuff on there is like school supplies, clothes. Oh, yeah. Most of it. Decorations. Blankets. Christmas blankets. Like, yeah, they, yeah. like it's not like bullshit. Like these are the stuff they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and uh, you know, I didn't. Uh, Adam did most of the work on this. He took it and uh, ran with it. Yeah. And I wasn't there. So I want to hear about this. I wasn't there when you delivered all the stuff. So first of all, what did what did I say we get because it because you, but in reality you went and did well, most no, of the work. It was Mind Pump. Mind Pump funded it. Right, so. but what did you get? What did you go get for them and how did you what, what how did that go? So, uh this is <clears throat> I this is I think my 7th year that I started uh, that I did this. And one of the years in there I didn't because the the school that I get this from uh one or two years, it might have been two years actually that they didn't do it. Um didn't have the program and it's the only this literally this school I go to. So it's a, a, a teacher friend of mine, uh, Lisa, a little shout out for her. She's been a client, longtime client, uh, love her to death. She's awesome. And she put me in contact with it. They do it through pioneer high school. And uh, every year I've called down there and, you know, said, Hey, can you, uh, can do you have any families for me to adopt for Christmas? And it's always some random family that I get. And you never know. They just get an email and the email has all their, it's really nice. It's actually a full profile on everybody. So I know, if they have parents, because a lot of times it's a single mother or, you know, last year I had uh, a grandmother who had uh, a, a boy and a girl who her both the parents had died. Mm. And um, and she was really in an unfortunate situation. So she wasn't obviously uh, very well off at all. Um, so and most are like that. They have there's some sort of story. about this was actually uh, a couple things. The first year that um, I'd never been in the house. They, uh, I, I went there four different times to drop off. We had so much food uh, that we delivered. Okay, so which wasn't on the list. Yeah, so uh, w- well, when I first get there, I always get a tree first. You know, I make contact and uh, you know find out what they need. And normal, I haven't had a year yet where I haven't had to get a Christmas tree and lights, everything. So they normally don't even have you know the funds to get a Christmas tree or a stand. Or so I have to get the whole setup to start off, anyways. 
So that's normally the first contact, which is just like this year, did the same thing. Well, when I dropped the tree off, you know, I was asking if, you know, if they needed any food, this or that, and, you know, any help, of course, you know, and everyone's, all, they're always very humble. And, you know, in this family, I feel like um, this was the first family I've ever felt like was very embarrassed about it almost, mm. I guess you would say. They were very humble and and, and very thankful but most most of the other years, I've I've got to experience actually like going in the house and kind of sitting down with them, and so the kids watch me put the tree up and this and that. I actually literally just delivered to the doorstep every single time, and I never want to uh, intrude or you know, oh let me come in and right. you know you could tell that they didn't want to, and I get it, you know what I'm saying I, I mean part of what made me start this was uh, I've been on the receiving end as, as a kid before, you know, so I know what it's like to have uh, people help you out like that, and yeah, as a kid you love getting toys and it's everything like that, but. You know, at one point is at a certain age, you start to kind of figure out like, this is weird. This is different, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and it doesn't feel right and it feels weird and it's uncomfortable and you're not sure the feelings you're going through in the process. So I get it. So I don't, I don't press it. Um, but you could tell this is probably one of the most ran down homes and everything, but just by looking at the outside that I'd ever been to before. So, but <clears throat> what I did, I had an opportunity to, because I got it late. I, uh, Orange Theory, uh, the last two weeks, I just made announcements in my class saying, hey, you guys, I've got this family that um, I've adopted or Mind Pump is adopted and we are, uh, you know, trying to get as much food as we can for them. So anything you guys can drop off, you know, canned foods, this, that literally, bro, like, I don't know, probably between all the loads I took, I don't know, four or five thousand dollars worth of groceries. Wow. Oh, yeah. Grocery. They'll, they'll, awesome. they, will, they won't need to get food for the next six months. Mm mm-hmm. So and and on top of that, uh, I had over a hundred and fifty in Target cards, over three hundred dollars in Safeway cards. I mean, and we dropped this all off on them. So they got all that food. They got the gift cards, and then the presents were. Uh, Katrina and I went shopping for. I always like to get the main stuff first for the parents and help them out. So all the clothes, all the clothes, we got them full outfits. We got everybody a nice pair of new Nikes and sneakers. Um, and then, you know, once you got all the need stuff, then we kind of spoil the kids, you know, whatever kid. And in this case, there was only one. So we got a ton of, you know, everything I could possibly think of that a, you know, a 10 year old girl would want. And, uh, and then on top of that, people from Orange Theory and, and that knew that I was doing it was dropping off gifts and stuff. So it was, uh, well, hey, shout out to Orange Theory members, man. Thanks yeah, for, thanks for, yeah, doing they that. totally pulled through and, and helped out a, a lot, a lot, a lot. So that was, a, and I made sure to thank every, everybody afterwards in my classes that I, that I knew that did, but it was pretty neat to see them all. And, and in a short period of time like that, I was a little nervous that I was going to have to end up doing all of it all on my own and everything like that, but everybody contributed, helped out. Mm-hmm. Doug came down with me on the, on the last day and, and, and came and got to see them. So he got a chance to meet them also, but same thing. He, he didn't get to go in. We didn't get to go in, you know, so mm-hmm. that would have been, I would have liked to have gone in, but you know what, like I said, you know, yeah, you just want to respect that. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I want to respect that. And, and it's not about that. You know, it's not about the reaction. It's not about it, that process for it. It's the pro the whole idea of, being able to do that for them, you know, so. Well, that's rare. It's very rare to find people, uh, you know, like you who, you know, go out and do that kind of stuff. Um, especially, I mean, I hate to stereotype, but just in the fitness industry in, in general, it's, you know, the fitness industry is so packed full of people who just give a shit about what they look like. Mm. Don't really care about helping other people. Um, and they have these, you know, these kind of these fragile egos they can't really deal with with much and um and then you got a guy like you who did that so very humbling very very nice to to see well i really feel i appreciate know, it i'll tell you yeah. i'll tell you that much yeah yeah well i don't i don't even like to idea. talk about it to be honest with you just because um i know you weren't going to bring it up i fucking knew yeah, it yeah no i just because it and I, i'll tell you what this is the first time i've ever seen you uncomfortable on mind pump <laughs> <Fuck off. laughs> well because i don't like talking about it because to me 
uh, it, it takes away. Cause then I feel like then you have the other spectrum, right? And I love what you brought up that it, it is, it is a sad thing. And then the other side is the people that do it just for PR reasons or oh, just right, do it right, to, right, right. you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, that's classic, classic yeah, PR. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I even had a hard time. Like I, I took a picture of me taking off to go take the first delivery. And part of that was just cause I was excited at my Santa hat. I'm heading out there. And then I thought about it afterwards and I'm like, fuck, like, I don't want to be, make this about me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not about me. You know what I'm saying? And so that was the last I had even said anything about it. And I really didn't say what I was doing. So no one, I probably am a majority of people that follow me had no fucking clue what was going on yeah. but even that like i was like ah fuck dude i, I don't want this i don't want any that's like i'm so you so keep tri- the intentions pure yeah and, exactly and, they were. and, and, that, I, and that's why i'm glad sal brought it up though you know what i mean yeah so it is it's it's different to talk about it and i wish i wish you would see more of it you know i wish yeah. more people that that was capable would but you guys know too see so yeah, this is where i'm more like you and i know i tease sal way back when when we did the whole uh, if we won a million, won the the lotto and all yeah, the shit right, that I would, right, right. but there's you know uh, most certainly there's things like that, and that, I wouldn't even mention that. Those are things just that I would like. I would do things for others. I've always done things for others because I feel like I've been blessed in life. And um, although I know I've worked hard for it to get there, it doesn't mean that uh, I don't feel like there's been a lot of blessings in my life along the way. You know, so I always feel the need to to try and give back in any manner that we can. But you you guys are. You know, I feel you guys are exactly the same way, and I feel like that's one of the things that connects all of us. I mean, even the whole like being in the bodybuilding world and the men's physique shit and going to the professional level. That I mean, you guys knew me before that, and you knew that it was never even about that shit. Like, so a lot of people that are attached to me from social media or this radio show, maybe I I have this image of me as that guy, but that's really I never I didn't wake up one day and go like, man, I want to compete one day. And yeah. I, I mean, I was in the training industry for over ten years, saying I would never compete. You know, the fact that they opened up a men's physique division it was like, okay, I'll consider it. And then when I saw the the direction of business, how it was going to this virtual world. I thought, okay, this is, I need to show people, you know, they need to see that I can do this and see, and then they'll listen to me and then I can, you know, then I can, cause it's, it's hard otherwise, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. you guys always knew that's uh well, you know, they, 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 they show um, that when people you know, later on in life talk about, uh, you know, important things in their life, they don't talk about, uh, you know, objects. They don't talk about things that they purchased. They talk about experiences. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, they'll recommend, for example, if you have, you know, $5,000 to spend, rather than spending $5,000 on a new, you know, wardrobe or whatever, to go on a trip mm-hmm. and have an experience. Or do like what you just did. Like these experiences, uh, you know, they're not selfish. However, you're still getting more out of it yeah. than you are. It enriches, you know, you and the people involved with it. <clears throat> totally. Yeah. I, totally. I used to uh, volunteer at a school and I would teach the kids about fitness. It was, you know, it was free and I'd be there for, you know, almost all day. And it's exhausting uh, if you've ever, you know, stood in front of, you know, mm-hmm. a whole class, you know, 35, uh, you know, 12 year old kids to talk about, Stuff that they don't really give a shit about, um, but you know, you make it fun. You have a good time, and at the end of that, it just you feel so, um, like you said, enriched. It feels very, very rewarding mm-hmm. uh, to meet these kids and, and do that kind of stuff. So yeah, <laughs> that's it brings that's it awesome. back to purpose. You know, yeah, like, I think we here. need more of that yeah. in our industry. Well, you sure. know, this is kind of is a good transition to talk about. Uh, well, I don't think we've ever talked about ego mm. too much and the and the role that it it yes. plays. Uh, very in, big role, by the way, in the fitness industry. It is in various it, forms. Oh, yeah. and I follow, I find that's why I find it's important to kind of talk about. It's it's in our wheelhouse, even though it's uh, it's not completely fitness related. There's a lot of it that's that is, and there's a lot of stuff that's ego driven, and a lot of times uh, some of the the freaking baddest, most awesome people 
that we've met and we've got chances to either interview or we've hung out with or friends of ours or connected to us some way or another in the fitness industry, you know, everybody always seems to have like this. And and this, I feel this has been true since I was a, you know, a fitness manager working for 24 and and developing trainers and stuff and paying attention to all their egos and how everyone's different and stuff. And I feel like it's just a broader spectrum when you look at the, the whole the whole thing, but it's still the same. There's still you still see and I'll, I'll still stand true by this, which is once again, what makes you guys unique is, you know, you when you meet these trainers or these fitness people and they've got, you know, there's a couple there's a handful of things that make a great fitness inspiration or fitness trainer or whatever they get. They possess maybe one or two things and some of them are just amazing at one or two things like that, but they typically end up. Uh, so having a, an off, really off balance somewhere else, whether it be personality, whether it be uh, anger issues, whether it be their uh, their insecurities, whether you know. But a lot of that is ego driven, and you know, I'm always fascinated to. I, that's why I love people too. I love learning that about somebody. I love meeting somebody and seeing the good in them and seeing what they're great at and learning what what they do very well, and then learning all about their complete. Well, it's their full, it's undeveloped, it's ego. undeveloped, immature ego is what it is, and you it, it makes sense, right? We're in an industry yeah. that is uh, revolves and based around insecurities. Yeah. You know, most people physical insecurities. That's right. In particular, right? So most people start working out because there's an insecurity that they have about themselves physically. Most people that work in fitness had an extreme insecurity about something physical and made it become part of their passion and their obsession. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I started out working out in, in a similar way. Now, the, the problem is, is if you get stuck there, mm-hmm. if you never go beyond that, um, you know, I, shit, I mean, when I first started, I was extremely insecure about, you know, certain, you know, parts of my body or whatever physical I want to work out because I was skinny. And I did things that were unhealthy to attain uh, a, a goal that was unattainable. I mean, I could have done anything, right? I could have I could have gone on tons of steroids and growth hormone and whatever, and you still won't ever, you know, attain that 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 happiness that you're looking for because it's a deep rooted insecurity that has nothing to do with the reality. It has nothing to do with the way you look. It's something that's inside of you. And the way it manifests is it manifests, you know, in different ways. And a lot of times, the way it manifests is you get these big muscular dudes who are bitches. And I don't mean in the, I don't mean that in a derogatory, you know, uh, sex term. I mean in terms of uh, these big old looking strong dudes and you say the wrong thing and you hurt their feelings and they're really pissed off and they're going to be assholes to everybody. Um, Or, you know, they're in reality massive cowards. You know, they want to look like these big tough guys, Mm -hmm. but in reality they're big. big shell they've created. Big shell. Um, And, you know, and I can speak more from the male perspective just because, you know, I'm a guy. Right. Um, But, you know, you see this in both men and women in our industry and it's it's horrible. Some of the, the, now the best trainers, the best people in fitness that you'll ever find are Mm self-confident with themselves. They've taken that ego and they've developed it to the point now where, they understand uh, the importance of health, for example. And they can recognize uh, various elements of fitness and what uh, collectively is relevant and what is not. And they don't get stuck into like certain dogmatic ways of looking at um, experiencing fitness and teaching it because that's another form of ego that I see. Absolutely. You know, very, very prevalent in um, education as far as, well, I have, you know, this much education and, and, I've heard from these specific gurus and if you're not doing it in their way, you know, I know some, I'm, they're just elitist about it. 
and uh, we'll, we'll not we'll scoff in as far as like you know certain techniques that um, may be valid uh, but may be old school like you know like old techniques that are like well that's ancient you know this is what I heard from this certain person and um, you know it just becomes dangerous like uh, then, then you become sort of uh, you know, just boxed into that way of thinking from well, that goes from there on out. That goes to what you're saying with ego is that I feel like that's the ego of you having that feel that need to have to fit in or to be a part of something. There's a there's a side of people you that want are, a group yeah. that that not, that do want to be in a box. They we act like we do. everyone says like oh think outside the box, be outside the box. You don't want to be yeah. the norm, but really, so many people do though inside. And they don't realize that very few people want to step outside and, and be outside their comfort zone and, and to be challenged and to think that way. Everybody does. Well, it's want hard. To fit in the it's box. hard to kind of bring that up without, you know, inherently thinking that maybe there's a contradiction there with, you know, but but from what, you know, what I interpret mind pump really is the is the filter of ideas. Right. And it's it's the seeking of of furthering our knowledge. And it's not necessarily a dogma. It's not a way that, you know, uh, this is the right way, like, you know, Intel proven wrong or whatever the latest science is, you know, this is what we're going to gravitate towards. Yeah. But, you know, I pride our, our ability to uh, look forward as far as other people studying elements of what we already know and then finding new, you know, things that uh, occur from well, that. Well, it's, it's so, you know, you're talking about egos with trainers. Uh, you know, you'll see a trainer who will, because they'll, what happens is they'll take their ego issues and they'll, they'll project it onto their client. So, you know, you get a client, someone wants to, oh, I want to feel better, I want to get in shape. And then this trainer who's got body image issues is like, we're going to make you shredded. Mm-hmm. You're going to do all this extreme shit because I'm going to make you shredded. That's what's going to make you happy. That's not true, okay? Yeah, just because that just you don't know, happened for you, just because right. you got super shredded and got that right. tiny, and that was the best feeling right. for you. Or, you know, I'm Mr. Kettlebell trainer, or I'm Mr. whatever trainer, yeah. and that's the be-all, end-all, and I'm going to make you an expert at this one thing, because that's what's going to make you happy. And they're projecting their own right. ego and insecurities onto the client. I had a lady hire me, wonderful lady, um, love her to death. She's a, a professor and she was teaching class and one of the students, uh, she was talking about how she needs to exercise because she has, uh, she was diagnosed with osteopenia, which is the, before you get osteoporosis. And so the doctor says, you should probably try weight training. She'd never done it before. Hmm. Older woman. So student in the back knew me, raised his hand, said, oh, you need to call my friend Sal. So she, up until that point, had gone to four other trainers. Okay. One of them, she would talk about her problem. I have osteopenia. I need to get stronger, this and that. He ends the conversation with, okay, no problem. We'll have you in a bikini by summertime. She's like, okay, you obviously didn't hear a goddamn thing oh that I said. Next person's like, we're going to make you so lean and so toned. You're going to be able to see your shoulder muscles. And and she's talking about osteopenia, okay? Yeah. Like, that's ego. Shut the fuck up, trainer. With right. Ridiculous ego. So she comes to me and, you know, I've been doing this for a long time now. I understand now, you know, how to, how to do this effectively. And I also have checked my ego I check it every single day. Yeah. Um, and so I talked about the problem. I talked about, okay, here's the solution to that problem. Here's what we're going to do. I didn't talk about how she looks. I didn't talk about how she can look in a bikini. She didn't care about any of that. And she hired me and we ended up, you know, we've been working together now for 10 years. Mm-hmm. But that's just an example of um, of how that ego can kind of permeate. And, and you know, we got a, someone on our forum, a young lady on our forum who just enrolled in the, in the bundle, uh, the MAPS program. Mm-hmm. She, I forgot what trainer it was. Because I would love to call them out right, right now. They're like a famous Instagram celebrity. She paid for their program. Okay, 
She weighs 100, I don't quite remember, but I think she's like 115 pounds. Mm. He put her on 240 grams of protein, <laughs> under oh, under 50 grams of carbs, and low fat. <sighs> and was having her work out like crazy. And she's like, it almost ruined my body. It oh, ruined okay. my health to follow this guy's thing. And you know why she stopped? I mean, the poor girl... You know, you have so much faith in in, in this this fitness so and so that you're just gonna like you just try and muscle through it, right? The reason why she stopped, first of all, she felt like shit. Health was going down. Then she looked. Then her friend purchased the program. They compared mm-hmm. notes, and guess what? Carbon a, copy, exact same mm-hmm. program for oh, both of them. So frustrating. Exact. Same so program. common, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah. Very very common. Yes, and you got to protect yourself. You know, if you're listening right now and you're you're not super versed in the fitness industry and in fitness in general. I'm gonna tell you something. This is it sounds simple, but it's it's actually this this right here will save you uh, a lot of money and it'll save your health. If something feels horrible, like if you like literally feel yeah. like your health is not good and this is not good and my you know uh, I'm following this program but I feel horrible, yeah. don't do it. Yeah, intuition, listen right. to it. Fucking listen to your body. <laughs> like don't do it. Yeah. I've had people come up to me with these some of these diets that some of these, you know, these ego-driven trainers will give them. And they'll come up to me and be like, yeah, you know, I do this, but I have it. I have diarrhea all the time. You know? Yeah. Like, well, then yeah. don't eat that Snow way. Like, why are you still doing it? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, the writing's on the, on the uh, toilet wall. Yeah. You <laughs> so, you got, so, I mean, it's just, it's just one of those things. I think in fitness, because of its origins tend to be in insecurities, um, you got to keep, you have to evolve your inside as much as you evolve your outside because you will, you will eventually get, the goal, maybe you might get to the goal of looking the way you want, mm-hmm. but you're not going to be happy. Well, here, here's the taking it to the next level, too, is understanding your own, right? And really grasping your own ego and your own struggles and your own things that because there's yep. things that can feed into that and fuel that. I catch myself all the time with stuff like that. For example, like, you know, uh, we've spoken out a lot against squeams and these people that are in the shreds and we're giving everybody shit that's doing stuff like that. But at the same time, too. You know, I, I enjoy that. I enjoy controversy. I enjoy pointing out things like that. But I also got to be careful because I can easily feed into that and, mm-hmm. they, and they take control or take too much direction of what I really don't care about because it really right. doesn't matter. And I and I and the reason why I bring this up is because I've noticed a lot of people mm-hmm. te- uh, tagging me on, on all these posts and people that and wanted me to like join in on like, oh, my God, let's call this person the out. Hate who's, train. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Who's photoshopping their ass. It's like, you know, I really don't fucking care. That's not the issue. Yeah. And mind pump, like Justin said, I'm piggybacking off of what you said. Is that's not what I saw mind pump. That's not what any of us see mind pump is. It's about helping people see everything, but we're not here to go and just punk the fuck everybody. And we're we're gonna have some fun with shit. We're gonna make fun of some people, we're gonna tease it at all lightheart. But I also at the same time too, I'm not on a mission of like looking at every single person's Instagram and calling them out on their 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 propaganda. We're here to educate you so you don't get fooled by there that shit. Is. There it That's is. what we're we're here to, and we're gonna have a little fun with it. We're gonna fucking we're empowering. We're gonna, the we're gonna tease silly yeah. companies like Shreds and their athletes and so that we're gonna have fun with that. But we're not we're not. I don't want to be malicious, yeah. and I'm not. Well, I think when to, you have some a big company like that, you have to call them out because uh, they're 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 doing a lot of people. Uh, well, they're, the service. They're, a lot well, of they're, and they're also serving it on a tee for us because they right. they almost represent what we, what we talk right, about. Right, right, like, right. is is they're a perfect example, and they're they're one of probably I don't know, at least thousands, hundreds to thousands of companies. A lot other ones, just like them. Yeah, yeah, we just utilize them because them. they're a huge Instagram 
you know, company right now and everyone sees them and they're all over and a lot of people have seen their growth. So it's an easy one to point out, but they're all over. And that's the, the idea of mind pump is just making people aware. I'm, I don't have time and nor do I give a shit. And I'm not going to get on Arvin's page and Joey Swole page and Devin Physique's page every day and, and freaking try and talk against their stuff. Like, no, I feel know. like I'm kind of over it anyway. Yeah. People have heard we had to say about it. Yeah. And, and then, we're, like we're, I said, we're, we're going to, we'll always have fun with some of that, but I want people to know that, that, you know, we'll never. That's that's never the mission of Mind Pump and everything like that. Is never to. And I got to be well, careful. It's not really there. I mean, it's not really their fault. Yeah, no, it's you not. Know what I mean, that's, that, what, that's 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 what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah it's it's, it's the individual's fault buying their shit. Yep. And so what we're trying to do is create a whole another sort of influence. Okay, we need we need to create influence that counters their influence, and they have a big influence. So it may look like a battle because of that. Yeah. And it may look negative, but. All we're doing is trying to create a different movement in counter to that. Yeah. That just so, happens to be the opposite, yeah, right? Exactly. I'm not trying to like, you know, destroy and, and and murder their, you know, entire business like maliciously and all this kind of stuff. We're just trying to create awareness that yeah. this is not what we want to see in the fitness industry. And this in circling back to talking about this is me checking my ego. Because this is a situation where you know the the inside of me and it want, it gets wants to get fed and go like oh yeah let me get on this page punk the fuck out of this person and break them down so, you know, and then I go like wait who's that doing any service to like really what am right. I doing by doing that all I'm doing is making myself feel better about how smart I am and how stupid you are you know what I'm saying like that's what I'm doing which is also why I always I always type stuff about how annoyed I get when people like to do grammar checks you know if you're a fucking grammar Nazi and you're listening to this you're annoying. People don't like that. Yeah, that no, and honestly, true. all that is there is to feed your ego, to point yeah. out that you know fucking you know better than the person who's writing that. Well, dude, any, good for you. If, you know what I'm saying? You know how you you know how when someone's losing a debate online when they start trying to correct grammar. Oh yeah. yeah. Then you know they're losing. It's like it's the equivalent of you're you're debating someone and instead of them coming back at you, they like make a face and copy you. Yeah. Like, oh, ha, ha. like uh, they're trying yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's, I fucked your mom. It's yeah. <laughs> it's the equivalent of that. Yeah. You know? But you know, I think um well, Yeah, that, I mean that felt too far. Yeah, so I, I think it, it did go too far. <laughs> <laughs> you always go too far. No, that's a perfect example uh, too, because all it is is a redirect. It's a redirect on something that has yeah. nothing to do with what we're debating and we're talking about intelligently. And because I didn't spell check before I sent it over to you, or you know, you fire back and you know, it's like, okay. What did you just accomplish right there? Because you understood what the fuck I was saying to you. It's, it's empty, really- <laughs> dude. It's so fun. Arguing to me is so empty. Unless it's intelligently driven to promote like a different type of awareness and create some kind of like understanding. You know? What the fuck are you doing arguing? Yeah. Like me and my wife had this the silliest argument last night. And I, we were just sitting there and like we just started laughing. We're like, okay, I'm arguing my side because this is how I felt you know, you delivered this to me and like, you know, you're trying to be funny, but that was like mean, <laughs> you know, like this and that. And it's just like, what are you talking about? You know, it's like, and it's like, wait a minute. And we were both trying to prove our points and our sides. Like, this is the stupidest thing ever. And we start laughing and then like move on. Well, that's just great when you, when you have an intelligent partner like that, it could treat, funny you brought that up because her and I got into one last night in the same, like same exact way, same tone, like maybe like, I don't know, two minutes of going back and forth before we both kind of looked at each other and like, this is getting nowhere right now. If both sat down, we ate and then like talked about what what we just talked about, like intelligently. You know what? You by know? by <laughs> the way, that's rare in a relationship. By Trust the, me, 30, 34 years of my life, <laughs> never met one that could do that. By the know? way, if you want <laughs> right. to be able to argue effectively, learn sales. 
because it's, it's, it's no different. Yeah. Like if, like if you're arguing with someone and they bring something up and you're trying to defend it, like, well, you, you were mean when you said so-and-so. Well, no, oh, I, wasn't. I got one better. You know, you. it's instead of, instead of arguing with that point, concede. You're right. I was. You're right. It's yeah. you're done. Now we're going to talk about the real deal. Exactly. We're going to talk about the real you, issues. Exactly. You, wanna be, you take it on the next level and you get good at sales and you learn about psychology. So yeah. you get, you do, you get a little, you get influenced on both of them yeah. and then you're a fucking wizard. Well, that's why you can, yeah. then you pick up on everything. You can, you can oh, see yeah. the way their body language is, the way they're talking, the way they're acting before they even say anything like that. You already know what's coming and you know what you have to do. And that's, that's where getting on the next level of quick thinking well, is, to bring know? it back to you know to bring it back to to fitness i had this conversation the other day with my with my brother and a friend of his and we were talking about plastic surgery uh com- compared or versus fitness and fitness when you do it right uh a lot more changes than just your body a lot of stuff has to change on the inside the work that very goes true. into it very true the commitment that goes into it the challenge the failure the successes mm-hmm. and that's why fitness if it's done right um, uh, and not done shortcut wise, you know, wise or short term wise, um, is such a life changer for people. Right. And a lot of these fitness people uh, didn't experience that. They didn't experience uh, that kind of stuff. They either got there a, quickly. Either a yes. they got there quickly because they kind of always look that way because they're these freaks of nature, or because they are freaks of nature plus they're on lots of you know substances. Um, but getting there on your own, doing it the right way, doing it the healthy way. A lot more than just your body changes. Yeah. You develop a much more mature, uh, developed ego. You develop, you get you those insecurities don't be, become less insecurities mm-hmm. as you develop. I am far less insecure now than I was, you know, fifteen years ago. Right. Um, oh, for yeah. sure. far far less. Look, if I if I get sick now, let's fifteen I, years ago, you didn't even know it was an insecurity. Oh, dude, right? But, fifteen yeah. years ago, let me sh- give an example. If I got the stomach flu right now, like you just did, right, right, and I lost 10, 15 pounds, it would suck, but I it'd be okay. It would be horrifying for me fifteen years ago. A horrifying, devastating thing. Like, oh my god, I can't handle. So great, you brought that. You know, that's the reason why I just did that post right after that happened to me. Right, you just posted oh, a no. picture yourself. I, I was great that you posted because I'm like, picture, you know what? Yeah. Like, like this is another thing too that like I've I've always like kind of kept these like weekly weekly to bi weekly. Sometimes I'll let two weeks go by or so, but because I got sick for two weeks, I actually had three weeks before I'd put a photo of my progress or what's going on with my nutrition and what's going on. I kind of feel like that's one of the things I like to keep up on my Instagram so people can kind of follow along what I'm doing. Um, and so I hadn't done that and I'm like, I felt so, I feel insecure, but that a lot of that going back to the ego is like, I, I know better than that. And a lot of times I'll, I like if you're going to grow, you have to challenge that. Mm-hmm. And part of that's even a growth for me to do that because I don't like doing that, but I know that there's no way I could have done that 10 years ago where now it's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm confident and I care. I, I, I care more about the message that I'm trying to send to people in the fitness world that like, it's okay to show people that. This shit happens. It happens all the fucking time. You know, I get sick for two weeks. I'm down or vacation or whatever. So like that, like these competitors that are or professional athletes or whatever, and they post all these like videos of themselves just pumped and veined out and crazy all the time. Like, dude, that's I got a whole library of that stuff of selfies I've taken too, but I don't post them all the time. Like they just send those to me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, uh, it's you, you've got to be well. It's you've got to challenge their, it. Yeah, it's promoting their superhero like untouchableness, right? Once again, and so this to- is a very big like ego driven you know thing that I see, and and this is another reason why if you guys ask me like these names and the fitness industry and all that, I kind of I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I really don't 
you know, hold them in high regard. Like I don't, I don't look up to. Yes, them. we know you're hard to impress, bro. I'm just saying, I'm not like, <laughs> I don't look at I them as a years. hero. I think it took me years with him before I finally impressed like, him. You're not, you're not my hero, dude. You know, like I'm just, you know, I get it, I get the hard work of it, but it's just hard work out of like anything else. Like I feel the same way now, unfortunately, uh, with with athletics because of going through the whole process of it. And realizing it's lost its mystique. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. The, the 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 curtain has been, you know, opened. And like I see what's behind it all. I mean, there of course there's certain things like with art and with people that do like, you know, our savants or people that and that's the kind of stuff like I gravitate towards now. Like I'm so interested in that because it's it for me it's unattainable mm-hmm. or it's for me it has a mystique about it still. Um, and you know, I get it. I get where people get drawn into that because, you know, if you're starting out and you see this awesome godlike physique from that, somebody's promoting all the time and never shows you flaws, uh, you know, that's like, holy shit. Like, wow. It's the Holy grail. This guy's got right. everything, you know? So I used to, I used to have a young lady that worked with me that used to tell me, you know, this is probably 10 years ago. And, um, it didn't hit me. It didn't strike me back then until much later, but she used to say to me, Sal, you work out too much. You you need to do more working in. She used to say that to me. Don't wow. don't work out. Work in. That's heavy. And I'd be like, shut up, and I'd go work out. <laughs> but but it, you know what? It struck me a few years later. Yeah, and that's heavy. Dude. And it and you know what? It makes it's like that's hundred percent what it is. You want yeah. if you want true. I'm so gonna steal that. Line. If you want, right, right, if you right. want, I'll I, use that. I'll give like a cr- little seed. It's yeah. like a wow. What? I'll give. <laughs> hey, listen. Oh my god! It's growing. <laughs> it's growing. <laughs> you know what? I'll give her credit. If she's listening. Her name was Lori. She she used to say that to me. But it's um it's very true. If you want to if you want to find true fitness, uh, happiness, you know, bliss with your physique, with your body, with how you feel. What you're about to say right now is not just it's everything, bro. Well, it's I'm just in saying. Life, right? I'm just saying in work, in life, in relationships. But we have a lot of people listening right now who are just like they want to look a certain way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna tell you something. You will never be happy with it. Until you do the working in part, until yeah. you're happy. I used to tell people this all the time. They'd come to me and they'd say, um, I want to lose 30 pounds. And I'd say, why? And then they'd say, because of this. And I'd say, why? And ultimately, they'd say, because it'll make me happy. And I'd say, you will not lose 30 pounds until you become happy first. You can't, you're not going to lose 30 pounds and become happy. Mm-hmm. You're going to become happy and then lose 30 pounds. And that's the way this all works. That's how it all all of this shit works out. And it took me a long fucking time to figure mm-hmm. that out for myself. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But the minute I figured that out for myself and I applied it towards... The people I worked with, my clients, um, the, the the more successful I became at training people, the more success they found, and it, be, it made me an expert bullshit sniffer. Expert, mm. like <laughs> yeah. like when you when you understand that and you you're on social media, it's like and I, I hate to say this, man. I'd say statistically, if I were to add it all up, probably ninety nine point eight percent of most of the stuff you see on there mm-hmm. is bullshit. Oh yeah. yeah, I know. I mean, it sucks. It's the frustrating it's true. part. Yeah. It's very, very true. Well, it's, I mean, we're moving into a market now where, you know, social media is the new television and those are commercials in a sense, you know what I'm saying? That's what you're, we're constantly being fed in our, to our brain in a sense, right? That's these feeds of Instagram and Facebook that were just these flashes that our brain is getting constantly all day yeah. long. It's just, they're advertisement in, in one way or another, you know, mm-hmm. what, whether it be stimulating sexually, mentally, or, you know, something to socially, something to do in that manner, like it's being advertised to you and your brain is being stimulated and 
and you're firing and engaging in it. So that's all we're all watching is a commercial. And some people are just uh, authentic about it, which is very rare. And then there's some people that understand the weakness of the mind and the ego. They they feed into the ego. Yeah. How about that? I mean, that's what you see right now. That's why this is such a great topic is, you know, a lot of all this shit that's out there is internally driven by like shame on us for buying into that, you know, because we, we are, we're just letting our ego be fed and we're not thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? We're not trying to be looking the outside, looking in on yourself. Actually, I love that working in, you know, work in, work in before you work out. I'm so going to bite that. Well, think like about, that. think about how consistent yeah. someone will be with exercise once they've figured that other stuff. Well, yeah, out. no, it's like, it's, it's, it's it doesn't a, become an issue. Well, and it's also the goal. Like, what'd you call it when you have that sort of depression after you achieve a goal or like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot remember the name. It totally escapes but me. But anyway, yeah. So so you go... Like once you hit whole, your pinnacle... Your, your pinnacle of it, right? It's almost like, ah, uh, what's left? What's next? I mean, it's almost like retiring in a sense. Like you, you you have this sense of purpose. You know, you wake up every day. You're trying to accomplish this thing. Uh, so now once yeah, you lose your 10, 20 pounds... You know, like what, what, what's left autopilot, you know, like that, that's what you're wrapping everything around was this one thing. And you never really truly found that happiness and, before that. And right? this is why when you do it right, when you lose 30 pounds or whatever, the right way you do learn to become happy before the 30 pounds come off. If you yeah. do it the right way. Yeah. Now, if you do it the wrong way and you go, you know, liquid diet or do a bunch of crazy shit, you'll lose the 30 pounds, but the likelihood of the 30 pounds staying off is much smaller. The likelihood of you actually being happy with yourself is much smaller. The likelihood of you feeling better is actually much smaller. This is why people who get gastric bypass, they undergo extensive psychological testing, extensive you know uh, questionnaires. And then even then, a huge percentage of them lose weight because they have to. They cut your stomach out, right? So they yeah. have to. They end up losing 100 pounds, 150 pounds. And a large percentage of them become alcoholics or addicted to drugs or go into depression because yeah. the underlying there was the, something they didn't deal with. It didn't get fixed. Yeah. All you did was take away their drug, but you didn't get you didn't fix what was going on right. underneath. They didn't become happy before they lost. Dude, the this weight. this reminds me of right. uh, kind of what I what I'm going through and what or what I went through, I guess you could say, with the whole competing thing. Um, and the, and it, the reason why it, it's so, so, uh, fresh to me right now is that I get, it's the number one thing I get asked to. And when I run into somebody in person, they say, the first thing everybody wants to ask me is, when's your next show? When are you competing again? What are you doing? What's your, what are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? And it's, and I, my answer normally is, I don't know. I'm not sure. I might do like a show every year to stay relevant or like that. But honestly, I've reached what I had set out for, you know, like, so, and, and really the professional thing was in the back of my mind, it wasn't even the goal. It was like the ultimate, there was the pinnacle. It was like, if I actually went all the way, it was like, okay, I'm going to show everybody I can take myself from fat to fit, then from fit to a guy who's never competed before to competing. That was it. And the pro thing was like the, the like ultimate, like, oh, if I could actually take this all the way through, this would be the shit, right? Mm -hmm. Well, then it happened. And we, and I went through the whole process and it was a, and during the process, it was fucking fun. It was extremely exciting. And, and the, the momentum that came behind it and everything that was growing around it business wise and everything at the same time was a plot. And I remember Katrina having conversations with me all the time saying, like, you know, are, are you going to, is this, am I going to be with the guy who's, into competing for the rest of his life and everything like until he no longer can do it anymore. Now, I mean, you're a pro now what you do. Is this what we're going to do? Like is get after shows every year. And she's like asking me seriously. And I said, no, honey, I told you from the very beginning what this was all about. You know, it was all about building a business and creating that credibility for myself first. Once we're there, uh, honestly, like 
it doesn't really matter to me anymore. It's not, I'm not fed that way. That's not what's, that's not what matters to me. And she's like, are you sure? Because she could tell I was enjoying it. And, but the thing when I went out, I set out to it, I always knew that. I always knew that um, as exciting as that's going to be, it just became exciting, but it wasn't, it wasn't about that. That's not what was feeding me internally, what was making me happy. And it's tripping people out that I don't care afterwards mm-hmm. if I go back on stage ever again in the rest of my life. There's like, to me, it was never, ever like that, you know, and I never let it fuel that. So it's really easy for me. And like now, and then I just come off of losing all this 17 pounds off of getting sick and being down. And instead of being devastated by it, it's like, oh, this is a perfect time to transition to my new program. You know, I'm going to start training myself differently right now. I'm going to set different goals for myself and I'm going to focus on a whole different direction instead of focusing all on this guy who cared about competing. Like, I don't really care about competing anymore. Perfect opportunity. I mean, that that all kind of just ties back into our growth topic you know when we were talking about that it's just like you start talking about ego and that's how i identify like somebody i want to be around is somebody that has that uh sort of energy that they want to grow like they're still seeking growth in their life and uh, whatever it is like if i can sense that about them uh you know you're somebody interesting to me and i want to you know hang out with you like that's those are the people i want to surround myself with uh because to, to be honest, like once you think you figured it all out, I mean, that's ego from there on, you know, like I, I'm such an expert. I'm such an authority here. Really? Are you? No, that's when Can you, you not learn from somebody that's else. That's when you die right there. Yeah. That's when you, in, that's internally, that's when you die to me. Once you, once you stop growing, once you stop learning, once you think that you're the man, you know, mm-hmm. once you think that you're, you're that badass, and you're, once you start thinking it's okay to be badass, but you always keep yourself in check. Well, you stop, you stop working. Yeah. Once you it. think you're the best you and you yeah. know everything and I'm the that's it, I'm the man, you stop. And that's not what fitness is. Fitness is is always working, but it's not work. You change the definition of that. You enjoy it. Yeah. It's you totally it's, enjoy it. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. And with that, uh please leave us a five star rating and review and don't forget to subscribe to Mind Pump. Rate and review. Boo. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. For more information about this show and to get valuable free resources from Sal, Adam, and Justin, visit us at www.mindpumpradio.com. Until next time, this is Mind Pump.